production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. AB, for those that might have missed it, uh, one of our dogs, Frankie, has been in overnight for a, a fairly rigorous knee surgery she had to get done. Bob. Um, Alex texted me before and said, can yeah. you please find out how Frankie is? <laughs> no, she's she's apparently, she's all good. Um, the vet said she was, well, she, she's a, she's an anxious little thing, but she said she was, she was really beautiful, which is great. Um, I have, if there's one good thing to come out of this, not for my relationship, terrible for my relationship, good for my, for me. What I've done is, because I said, oh, you need to set up a bit of a, a den for her because you don't want her jumping onto the couches or anything like that. She needs to be able to easily... So get, everything flat. Yeah, pretty much. Or just create the world's greatest concoction. So I got the comfiest mattress in our house, which is on the spare bed. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Not and, yours. No. Your bed's I, also new. I yeah, made that I got, bed I got like a year ago. koala ones, which yeah. is pretty good, but the other one is comfier. Um... So I've put a, a fitted sheet on the underside of that and a fitted sheet on top. Clever, because it's touching the ground. And then I've put it on the floor attached to the couch. So all she has to do is climb up onto a tiny bit of the mattress. Then when she's up there, the couch is only a tiny step too, so she can get to the couch. But it's so comfy. I slept there last night. She wasn't even home yet. So that's my new bed. Can I just say, yeah. honestly, applause. Thank you. For putting an undersheet under the mattress to protect it. Right? What kind of bloke does that? Uh, Abby, None. Well, because Abby said no at first to doing it. Because of the dirtiness. Yeah. And then she, I said, oh, I'll sort something else. I didn't sort anything else. So and you then slept down there. Yeah, it was great. And I'm going to continue to. So it'll be Frankie and myself there and then Arlo, the great Dane, and... and Fiance Abby, uh, in yes, the other Abby, room. the other person. That <laughs> That's yeah. a bit too long. Yeah, here are my dogs' yeah. names. Who's yeah. that other chick well, I live with? Well, currently they're more important because she's been sick, and um, you know he's been by himself and lonely. Oh, how he, is he going? He's loving life. He was sad for about an hour yesterday, and then he realised he gets all the attention and all the bed. And he was the first one to test the the couch mattress. <laughs> he, he was pretty pleased about that. Uh, he actually didn't move from it. I, I played some video games last night for a long time, actually, from about seven thirty. And I came back out at about 11.30 and she was asleep on the couch and he was asleep on the little mattress bed. They hadn't moved. It was beautiful. So it's in your living area just because yeah. I have been to your house. Yeah. Oh, that is very good, actually. Where there's no room. But no, no, no. And you've got about half an inch now to walk through it to get past the TV to the, the kitchen and into the bathroom as well. But, hey, you know, whatever. See, I reckon my dog's getting on a bit. Like, he's seven now. He sometimes, because we, unfortunately, our bed is really high set. Yeah. Like, we've got an ensemble and then the bed on top of it. Uh, he sometimes struggles to get onto the bed now. Like, in, I don't know if it's actually that he's struggling or that he's lazy occasionally, yeah. but he'll like lean on the top of it looking at you like, Pick me up, Help. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Should I build him a ramp um, or a step? We were, we were trying to make a homemade ramp the other day and it ended up being harder than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, because that's the problem. Like once we have the baby too, the last thing I'm yeah. going to want is this freaking dog who jumps off and on the bed a thousand times a night to be like, Meh. And, and the idea of you with a power tool I don't love. <laughs> To be honest with what you. about my pink drill? I built your bed. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd need a and your desk. you'd need a bandsaw or something, and and I just don't yeah, think true. that's a great idea. With you can you. probably just buy one. Yeah, I think the best option would be to spend the hundred dollars rather than save thirty bucks and cut off. A okay, thumb. well, if you're a bed yeah. ramp manufacturer for right. pets, um, very niche industry. Sponsor the rush yeah, hour. Exactly, we'll yeah. work with you.
Get Triple M's Rush Hour, all thanks to <laughs> petramps.com.au. <laughs> anyway, radio show today, um, you're going through a million different tests and whatever whilst your baby's on the way. I feel like you're whinging a lot. You know what I mean? Is it because you're It feels you're like the everyone's whinger? smiting you. Yeah. And, and so now I can't like, whinge how anymore. How dare you? That's my brand. Now I've got to be positive. I don't have that in me. It's not who yeah, I am. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. Sorry, it's almost like I have a million hormones going through my body and everything's sore all the time. Yeah, I'm starting to be back pain person. You made a choice. You know what I mean? You chose to be impregnated. Yeah, true. You don't take that. Fight fire with fire. That's a horrible thing of me to say. <laughs> this is, even, you're, lo- you're losing your venom. What's going on? I don't know. Spit it back. Anyway. The child's taking it. I'm going to have the yeah. sassiest kid in, on earth. I it's hope so, because mum and dad don't have personality. Yeah, um, true, why are you not fighting that either? <laughs> um, far out. Relied on the Rush Hour it's family hard. today to bring some sort of character. Uh, my dad is turning 60 this year, and you'll hear during this, he, people always say, oh, hardest person to shop for. He actually is. So we tried to get you to sort it out, and my God, it backfired horribly. I will confirm for you on behalf of that. We oh. had Jermaine Hopgood as well, yes. Indigenous All-Stars legend, and Parramatta Eels, sadly, who he has resigned with. He's a good fella. I wish he went to a Queensland team where he belongs. Yeah, but he wouldn't get a start at any of them at the moment. As Locke? Yeah. Not the Broncos. Not the Cowboys. Tino as well. Yeah. Dolphins. Big Gilbutt. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah. He's the best. Damn. So, Jermaine, you stay in power. You're doing a great job. For now. Uh, and also, the story of Kitty Kane and her big old grave. Enjoy the Rush Hour radio show, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. All right, I want to slam a business in Queensland, a small business. I want to tear them down. They're actually not very small. They're pretty big. I'm not going to actually name what business it is either, but I had an experience last week that yeah. I just – I left feeling un easy. Right. To be honest, the whole experience was, like the entire duration of this particular appointment was not pleasant. And it wasn't to do with anything of the person's personality that was servicing me or taking care of me. She was great. It was something further to that. So basically, when you're pregnant, really, really early days, you have to get this horrific gestational diabetes test. And women in the car right now that have had this will probably be nodding along like, oh my gosh, girl, I feel you. It's awful. You walk into the appointment, you can't have anything to eat beforehand. And they make you take your blood. And then you have to drink this disgusting sugar-filled drink. That's not. It's not like having a Coke. Like, it's intensified amounts of sugar. Like a pre-workout. It's foul. No, 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 beyond. I, I don't even know how much sugar is in it, but the yeah. idea is that it loads you up. Yep. Then you have to sit for an hour, rest with this sugary drink in your system, get another blood test, and then wait another hour, and then get another blood test. Right. And the whole thing is that you might feel a little bit sick, you might feel a little bit woozy, just to relax throughout. I couldn't relax because the woman that was taking my blood had her music playing throughout the whole thing and she had a penchant for heavy metal. (laughs) So I had this disgusting sugary drink and then Mm. I had to lie on the couch, try and rest to like Megadeth and Rammstein marathons of music. And I am all for... Letting your freak flag fly. If you love that kind of music, that's great. I sometimes you're not a freak if you like metal. No, well not just it's Be it's not my careful. taste. Right. It's not my taste. Yep. I personally like to listen to a bit of classical music when I clean the house. Right. But not at the blood taking place when people are already like have a needle sticking out of their arm, having mm. to listen to death metal about eating people. Maybe I don't know that all death Rammstein metal songs is. are about it. Okay. One of them okay. is. Okay. Um, potentially, and I'm just 
spitballing here, maybe metal helps the veins pop out when you take blood. Well, that's what someone did say to me. They were right. like, heavy metal gets the heavy metal. See? Out of the blood. Yeah. So she's doing you a favour. Mate, I was in hell the whole time. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Rammstein. I haven't heard that band in ages. I have seen them live. They're actually pretty good. But once again, needle yeah. wasn't in the arm. I was just at a concert. Oh. It was much more chill. Looking forward for more pregnancy whinges in the weeks to come. And I do really need your help today. I won triple three five three because my brother and I combined have known my father for over sixty years. However, wait, hang on. You've known him for sixty. Years. No, combined because if I combine my age and my brother's age, yeah, it's that a lot works. Of years. Okay, anyway, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. That's a terrible example. My brother and I know my father very well. My father, I hope you did. My father is a wonderful man, and I really mean that. The the older I've gotten in life, the closer him and I have gotten. It's been really nice. You get all of your introverted qualities yeah, from your dad. I do, yep. Uh, and, and, and I've always looked up to the way your taxis work, all that kind of thing. I can't say enough nice things. However. And I know people say this all the time. I've, I genuinely mean it. The man is impossible to buy for. He's turning 60 this year. One triple three five three. What do I get my dad for my his 60th? And you say, oh, clone, this, that, the other. Listen first. This is a man that wants for nothing. Not in the sense that if he wants something, he'll go out and buy it. He literally doesn't want anything. The only gift I've ever gotten a great reaction from in the past is I bought him an ottoman. Does he think- not pretend to like them anyway, the gifts? No. Do the thing... But he doesn't. He doesn't look and turn his nose up. He just doesn't care. You okay. know, we've 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 tried out of the box stuff. When he turned fifty five, we bought him a PlayStation. He looked at us <laughs> like we were aliens. This is a man that we tried to book a staycation for the sixtieth, thinking, oh, because he lives in Sydney now. Oh, we'll go to one of the beautiful places up or down the coast. Had it pre-booked on Airbnb, and he sends us a text. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just sit at home. <laughs> so we're going this down. This explains so much about you. <laughs> We're coming down for the week of his 60th with nothing planned, with nothing bought. And genuinely, I've no idea what to get the man that won't travel, that doesn't like things, that wants for nothing. I've struggled with my dad before, but he is easier than yours. He loves when I book him hotels in Brisbane where he lives. Like, because a new hotel will open the city and you never get to stay at the hotels in your own city. He works in the city. So I buy him a hotel night in the city. But he loves it. Not helpful. But my dad doesn't want to leave his apartment to go to a hotel. Something practical. You hire a cleaner for a week for him and say, your house will get cleaned. It's a good idea. I actually looked into that last year. He said, I don't want random people in my house. Doesn't he spend a lot of money on Uber Eats? He's a busy man. He does, but I don't want to one triple three five three the number. By the way, I don't want to get him an Uber Eats voucher. For he's sixty. You understand? If he, again, if he was fifty nine, we bought him an Uber Eats voucher. By the way, last year, if he was fifty nine or fifty eight or fifty whatever, sweet. But sixty's so special, mate. Ah, uh, gotcha. All right, I've got it. Right. Life insurance. <laughs> You're an idiot. One triple three five three Queensland. You benefit from it in the I'd, long run. I'd love to hear your suggestions. Going to Cairns first. Rick, what's your suggestion? Okay, but my sister was pretty much the same sort of thing. You yep. couldn't buy for it. I don't know, this, what, that, and that sort of stuff. Yep. Not that she was appreciative, but mm. you have to stitch them up. Yep. So, can't take them to the mountain, so you've got to bring the mountain to them. Yes. Now, <laughs> what I did was I actually got, in Adelaide, they call them the Flip Lamb Man. And they run this agency which do singing telegrams. Okay. And so, <laughs> this guy... We, we stitched them up, and uh, the guy came along and embarrassed the absolute crap out of them. 
So we, you know, she sang the song. We gave all the information about, you know, the little sneaky things you know about somebody over the years. Yeah. And they, actually, they make these songs up and they embarrass them. So I bet you bottom dollar he'll yeah. never say, I don't know, again. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. I like the suggestion. He, what, he will. He'll definitely good, give you. you options in future. It's not terrible, but again, not a man that likes being embarrassed. I don't Nobody know does. He, no, but in particular him, it wouldn't go down well. Okay, fine. All right, Bundy now. Katie, what do you think? Um, I think that um, one of those recliner chairs that has a massage thing for your legs mm. and pockets for all your, you know, your 50 remotes and all your bits and even like a bit of a stable table for his Uber Eats. <laughs> and, stable, stable, yeah. And then, and then you, could, you and your brother could just write a beautiful poem about how bloody hard he was to buy a present for. Okay. It could be acrostic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there'll be any poetry written in our family anytime soon. The recliner chair to all that's not a it's terrible option. It's actually a good idea because you've already got him the ottoman. Well, what I do worry about is he's, he's big on his bum groove, so he's already got a good six-month bum groove in his new couch, yeah, getting him another one. Another 60 years to go. Oh, no, he's probably got another 15 the way he lives, but we'll see how we <laughs> okay, go. It's a woman now. Damo, what are you thinking? Mate, I think you've got to fight fire with fire, yep. like what the other gentleman said, but I think you need to go that next level, like, and I mean real bad. Mm. I mean, go straight for the fatogram. And I'm not talking about just a lady that comes in with the tassels on and all that. I mean next level, everything jiggling. And then when you start to see that green around his gills, you just sit in front of him and say, did you like that? When he says no, you just turn around and say, next year she's coming with Bubba if you don't give us a lift. <laughs> So you force him, you emotionally manipulate him into telling you next time his 61st birthday will be unreal. This is meant to be a special weekend, a lovely weekend. Yeah, okay, well, it's your fault for not doing the groundwork prior. I literally have done that. I've come to the Rush Hour family for solutions today, and I've been hit with smut. <laughs> Luckily, we're going to finish in far north Queensland. I'm sure you've got something nice and wholesome for us, Cameron, a 60th birthday present for my father. Yeah, it sounds like being 60, you're a bit older, your skin dries out a bit, so yep. maybe just get him a bottle of lotion and an OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> You know, you got to look after yourself these days. And can, I, can I, we, I think this is my father. You said he's only got 15 years left. I mean, that's not that many years of OnlyFans. What is it, four bucks a month or something? You'd know. That <laughs> <laughs> for this <laughs> Oh. Good suggestion, Terrible Cameron. Suggestion. It's All what he really. It's what everyone really wants. Lotion and OnlyFans. Men, anyway. For God. Women, sucks. we're much more complex. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. We like to fight for the little guy here on this show. Don't we, Elliot? Rush our QLD. We're all about the tiny people fighting the big guys, the Davids v. Goliaths and whatnot. And in this case, a Queensland business is up against the council. Council, boo, we hate them. Not all the time, they're sometimes good. But in this case, particularly unkind, uh, there is a brewery in Brisbane. They're seeking to extend their licence to include dogs. They've basically named their brewery after their dog. And they want dogs to be able to be welcome into the venue, people to bring them in, have a meal, have a beer. However, However, council is proving to be very difficult about that. We're joined by one of the owners now, Lucy Shan from Archer's Archer Brewery. Lucy, can you tell us exactly what went down with council? Uh, well, basically, we did have dogs to begin with, and then we had them for about a year inside the venue, and then we just got an email that said 
no, you can't do that. You've had a complaint and that was that. If, if we had them back in, we'd have our food license revoked and that was that. So we just kind of had to stop welcoming dogs into our venue. He'd been there for a while too. How does it work, Lucy? And forgive my ignorance, you know, some cafes you go to are dog friendly and you can just do it. Obviously, you guys have been told a hard no. I don't really understand that. So you can have them outside, but the really annoying reality is most places that have them aren't actually allowed to have them, but the rules only enforced if you get a complaint. Right. So there's no there's nobody that comes out and searches and looks to see if there's dogs there. It's just the second you get a complaint, they'll ban them. So pretty much, yeah, most places are breaking the rules unknowingly, which is awful. Oh. But you have got a petition going at the moment. You're trying to get people on board and council potentially to respond to that. Have you got any movement? What's that up to? Um, yeah, so we started a petition just because we were trying to work on a compromise with the council but got absolutely nowhere. Um, and then we decided, all right, let's change the law. So, yeah, we've, we've got a fair bit of movement already, which has been great. It helps to have media getting behind it and all kinds of stuff. We had a phone call with the Attorney General. We've got all our local politicians have gotten involved, um, local mayor, whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's certainly making some movement, um, which is very nice and surprising. Do you think if there's any other Queensland businesses out there right now listening going, geez, Louise, I didn't realise it was illegal, what would their best course of action be? Follow along with your story, try and maybe get in touch with you? What's best? I mean, definitely get in touch because our whole premise is pretty much we just want to give the choice back to the venue owner. Where at the moment, it's completely taken out of our hands. And as, as I said, it's a blanket ban that takes no common sense into it. It just says, no, that's it. No outside, no inside dogs. So, yeah, the, I guess the more people we have, the louder our voice can be, the louder our voice is, the more people have to take notice. So, yeah, definitely get involved. And if you're still allowed to have dogs, just keep doing it for as long as you can. (laughs) Enjoy the moment. Well, you can check out Archer Brewery online. And for God's sakes, if you can have dogs in Bunnings, I mean, surely surely you can have dogs in cafes and breweries. I mean, people would put muzzles on them if that was required. I certainly would. So let venues... Your little, whatever it is, I mean, Cavaliers are known (laughs) for their viciousness. Uh, Yeah, It's one of those things, let the onus be on the owner. Mm. As easy as that. Well, thanks, Lucy. And best of luck with the journey. We'll be following it along. No worries. Thank you very much. You know, when there's a little bit of uh, news or gossip about yourself that's probably going to get out there and, and, you know, the best thing they always say to do is is get out in front of things. Nip it in the bud. Yeah. I'm going to nip some buds now because uh, otherwise this is going to end up on social media or something and then uh, I know what people say, you know, you're a, you're a so-and-so, you're, this, you're a sellout, yada, yada. So that's why I want to I want to bud nip now if I can. Um, I have, and it's only happened in the last couple of days. It is new in my world. And I understand everything that goes with it in terms of what people think of me. I have, I have purchased a a portable, a portable ice bath. <sighs> yeah. I've joined the game. Oh my god! Everyone's doing it. It's and I so. Get it. <sighs> you and I, merely a month ago, mm. were poking fun at people that did this. I know. And last year on this show and the year before, your whole thing was like fun police, people who walk, people who run, 
fad now. And also, I'm the ultimate consumer. You yeah. always fall for every fad. Yeah. Now you're doing what every single influencer in Bondi has done yeah. and purchased an ice bar. Well, I don't know if this is a, a fad or whatever, because just to clarify, you buy things like light-up face masks that are meant to make you look 20 years younger. You've got an extra wrinkle in your forehead than you had last year, so that hasn't worked. For me... It's how good you are with women, honestly. Thank you. Just, the ice bar astonishing. thing. It's all about recovery. You know, I'm an athlete these days. My body's a temple, and that temple needs nurturing. You know how many people service a temple each day? There's a temple in Abu Dhabi, the city of Abu Dhabi, that's in UAE, the UAE, and they reckon over a 1,000 people work inside that temple daily and service it. I haven't got a 1,000 people to service me at the moment, so I have to service myself. I know how that sounded. You know what I mean. <laughs> I give up. If you were a temple, what yeah. country would you be in? <laughs> Somewhere people don't visit. You would be one of those Mozambique. mud hut ones that's yeah. made that blows over with a gust of wind. Yes, exactly. Anyway, oh, if you want to rent my ice bath at any time, you're more than welcome to. Luke and I, producer Luke Why and I. Why would I want to do that? We're going to have uh, tandem. I'm not allowed to have baths like that at the moment. Why? You can't go on like spas or anything when you're pregnant. It's water with ice. There's no spas. There's no jets. It's clean. It's the same. I don't trust you. You might be this new man, but you're still a dirty rat. Stop. I swear some pregnancy things they make up. You can't have a cold bath. Bullshit. I also can't be abused by you any longer, my doctor said. Now, late yesterday afternoon, there was a bloke who was in a bit of a rush. He was in a complete police pursuit down the Bruce Highway involving almost two dozen police officers. It was around the Sunshine Coast area, ended in Noosa, and then the 39-year-old man was arrested. It was during his arrest, though, that he chose that moment to try and do something opportune, if you will. Instead of just putting his hands in his handcuffs, he grabbed his phone out and while they were attempting to cuff him, took a selfie with him and the police. There's actually a photo of it on our socials at Rush Hour QLD. (laughs) From above, this guy tried to take a selfie while being arrested by a dozen police officers. One triple three five three. Now, there are many incredible selfies out there. You know, I've seen ones of people with great white sharks, uh, people with the Notre Dame burning in the background, Mm. historical moments. Maybe it's with a mega celebrity. Have you got a unique selfie, Queensland? One triple three five three. One that you'll cherish forever. I got a lost selfie that would have been my greatest ever. How did it get lost? Because uh, it got deleted. It, I was made to delete it. Oh, so why? I was working for a different radio station back in the day, and we did. It was my favourite interview ever. We interviewed Elmo, uh, and afterwards asked if I could take a photo with Elmo. Took it, and then Elmo's security made me delete it and watch me do it. Yeah, why? Because they weren't doing photo ops that day. So, and I had. This Didn't you just go into your recently deleted and grab it back up? No, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to do that, mate. Oh, this this was eight years ago or something like that. That's devastating. And to everyone else, it didn't mm. happen. Same with this guy. He's like, mm. hey, guys, I got to my, to my mates. I got arrested by 12 dozen police officers on the weekend. Sure, brother. Hey, I've got a selfie of it. It's okay. So does that mean that after he was arrested, he was obviously let back out on bail or whatever, and then he's posted the photo to social media. He hasn't posted it yet. Well, but well, it's we, out that we know of, no, because it was a, it was a camera from a helicopter oh, flying over gotcha. trying to arrest him, right. and it has captured him trying to get the selfie in the moment. Oh, for God's sake! So one triple three five three Queensland. Have you got a unique selfie? Mm. 
out there. The only one I can think of I also got made to delete. I think I did save it, though, is me and a friend, and she's mid-vomiting in the photo. Like, we went to smile, and she's... Why is that unique? That's disgusting. (laughs) the moment is funny. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Our guest this afternoon is a huge part of the Indigenous All-Star side that tomorrow night take on the New Zealand Maori All-Stars. That game, still some tickets left if you're going to be around the Townsville region via Ticketmaster. Uh, Look, he's right in the mix for that Queensland squad as well from Penrith to Parramatta, the pride of Harvey Bay, Jermaine Hopgood. Hello, mates. (laughs) G'day. Thanks for the introduction there. (laughs) Jermaine, absolute delight to have you on the the Rush Hour, the Savvy. Fascinated with these teams where you all just get thrown together. Remember the great Michael Morgan once told us he thought Paul Gallen was the biggest flog in the world (laughs) till he played with him for Australia. Has there been an instance for you? You've gone into camp and someone, maybe you've had your opinion changed on them? Uh, Not really. Try to sort of keep an open mind on everyone. Um, But I think especially in these camps and um, everyone of our culture, we're all uh, a lot of the same. We would just love to have a laugh together and that. So um, it doesn't take much for us to start getting along. Now, I remember reading last year you were so excited about Indigenous Round at Parramatta. Very, very special to you. How meaningful is it to be here again playing your second Indigenous All-Stars? Yeah, very special, obviously. Um, my uh, first year last year and it being over in um, Rotorua in New Zealand and um, obviously being able to come back um, to Australia and play here up in Townsville. I know we'll probably have the backing and most of the support in the crowd, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, all the mobs show up and um, hopefully we can put on a good performance for them. How do you manage and mingle with all the pests in that side, mate? I, 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 I mean, Cody Walker obviously not playing, but Latrell Mitchell enough, I mean, he'd drive you crazy. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's just a good laugh. Yeah. I know Fox's Fox has got everyone in stitches um, <laughs> pretty much all day, and it, it has been a jam-packed camp, and it always is. Um, but it's also good to get out in the community, and um, we spend a lot of time together uh, as a squad, and I think that's what we need to sort of gel and hopefully get results and um, so put our best foot forward tomorrow night. And now looking at just your NRL, I mean, you're one of the most talked about players last year. So much hype. There's like a cult following of you, really. Everybody had these huge expectations and you bloody fulfilled them. How does it feel knowing that you've got this hype around you, that there's so much excitement about your career? I guess it's um, just another year now. I've got to live up to a, a bit of a reputation that I might have left. Um, <laughs> but still still looking back on last year, there was definitely uh, moments earlier in the year and um, things that I can do better. And uh, hopefully I can make some little adjustments and having that experience of a full year in first grade is only going to help that. And um, hopefully can find another level this year and um, got a couple of goals there. So hopefully we can tick them off. So humble as well. When Have Harvey Bay hit you up about the statue yet? Is that on its <laughs> way? On. He's played a couple of years Man, in the I, NRL. I feel you're my first super coach pick again this year. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing I'm too expensive on that super coach. <laughs> it's not the same. No, no. Hey, Overvalued. Everyone knows now. Jermaine, seriously, it has been awesome to see your career just absolutely thrive, particularly the last couple of years. Looking forward to, to watching you play tomorrow night and hopefully get that Maroons jersey this year as well. Good on you, legend. Appreciate your time on the Rush Hour. Thanks for having us. On you, mate. That's Jermaine Hopgood, one of many stars in action tomorrow night at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. The women are in action first, then into the men. If you can be in Townsville, if you are in Townsville, not many tickets left. There's still a couple, though. Just find your, uh, just head along to the Ticketmaster website and grab them on there. Rush hour. Oh, 
Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by the bell. That was... Literally ride shotguns. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. AB, much like myself and all the other, you know, middle-aged dull men across this state, my life now, my vested interest is all about modern history. And in particular this year, I've been learning about the history of this great nation. I'm so sure that next year you're going to tell me that you are going to fly over and go to one of those war recreation things. I've been watching... You're like this close. Oh, I, you're probably right because I've been watching so many or war shows. memorabilia from like yep. markets yep. on the weekend I've and seeing how much they're worth. I've just started watching Band of Brothers for the first time. What a show that is. Anyway, um, we're not war related today, but uh, we are going back to the 1850s. This story is called The Grave of Kitty Kane. So Kitty Kane, and by the way, I didn't think anything interesting came out of Victoria. A lot of these tales do. Kitty Kane in the 1850s uh, was a dance hall gal, like one of the great dancers of that generation, oh, okay. apparently. professional. Yeah, she, but her big thing and her selling point was she was the best bigger gal dancer in Australia. Get it, sister. So she used to like go on record saying, you know, I'm over 100, like I'm 152 kilos, but I can still move like this, I can do that, whatever. Wow. She was celebrated as a bit of a sex icon from that time as well. People absolutely loved her. She also ran like a sly little grog shanty and became a hotel too later in the goldfields. Entrepreneur. She was amazing. <laughs> when Kitty passed into the great beyond... She was so popular that a group of the local miners that were her regulars, uh, they knew exactly where she wanted to be buried at a place called Aberfeldy. And as per her wishes, the ten blokes grabbed her coffin after proceedings and they went to take her there. Now, these miners, as they did with Kitty Kane back in the day, they'd been celebrating all day, so they'd had 40,000 beers. About six k short of their goal where they were taking her coffin, unfortunately the literal dead weight of Kitty Kane became a little bit too much. So the ten blokes gave up and they just buried her where they fell down. <laughs> so just a random place. Now located on Sullivan's track at Eberfeldy is the grave of Kitty Kane, but she was meant to be 6k further up the road. I mean, it's not like dying wishes are the only yeah. thing that people yeah. want to happen. Yeah. Come on! I mean, they tried! Wake up the next morning and properly... The disrespect, honestly. Although it is, it's, it's hard. It's like, yeah. you know, if someone went to you and said, I, if when I pass, I'd like this really crap song to be played. Yes. We built this city by Starship. Would you actually honour it? Or would you just say, oh, I think they said that they wanted this Leonard Cohen hallelujah or whatever. I mean, it's a tune, but not necessarily. Say, how dare you? It was voted worst song ever written. I thought it was the, it's the final countdown. Maybe it's a, it's a one is, and two battle. Although final countdown, anyway. kind of fun, morbid for a funeral. If you're ever doing a boring road trip in Victoria, uh, the grave of Kitty Kane at Sullivan's Track is actually known as Kitty's Corner these days. She's forever resting six kilometres north of where she should be. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.